Welcome to Target Talks. I'm Sarah Bryars, Chief Executive at Target, an award-winning communications agency. And I'm joined by my co-host and fellow director, Sam Candiali. Hi there. In the conversations we're having with our clients, we know that more and more organisations are thinking about their purpose and how they enact it. In this series, we explore the value of purpose-led communications and how we can deliver purposeful PR. We'll be chatting with guests with a wide range of specialisms and views on the topic. So if you're thinking about how you and your organisation can be a force for good, this podcast is here to help you on your journey. Today we're talking with Joe Osborne, Splexaver's Senior Project Manager for Homelessness. With 25 years sales and marketing experience in a range of sectors, Joe has worked at Specsavers for five years, formerly leading the store's marketing activation team for local, regional and segment marketing activity for nearly 1,000 Specsavers stores across the UK. Taking on this exciting new role as the lead on the homelessness programme in March of this year, Joe is now focused on ensuring Specsavers' purpose to deliver accessible care to all is extended to disadvantaged communities such as those experiencing homelessness. Joe, great to have you on board this morning. Good to see you. Obviously, we're Thank meeting you. virtually today because you're over in Guernsey, aren't you? Yes, I am in a very wet and windy Guernsey. <laughs> oh, it's wet and windy here too, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, Purpose is the focus of these um, podcasts. And um, recently I've been using Specsavers as an example of a, a great organisation with a clear purpose. Um, we um, have been working with Specsavers for more than 20 years now. And, you know, it's been really clear and evident right from that start um, that Specsavers purpose is, is very clear about helping to improve lives through better sight and hearing. And, you know, I've been fortunate to hear the founder, Dame Mary Perkins, talk on a number of occasions really passionately about that. And also have seen, you know, how how Specsavers has evolved to make sure that it's meeting that purpose. Um, so domiciliary, the home visits um, part of the business was brought on board 10 years ago, wasn't it now? There's an anniversary this yep. month. Um, so that means that now anybody that can't get into a store unaccompanied, um, Specsavers can go out to, to them and, and carry out sight tests in their in their home. Um, and then the, the latest phase is obviously where your role comes in, Joe, and obviously supporting those experiencing homelessness. And I just wonder whether you can tell us a little bit about how that all came about and a bit about the programme too. Yeah, sure. Um, so Specsavers has a global ambition to improve access to eye and hearing care so that everyone everywhere regardless of their circumstances can get the care they need and that really is the founding vision that you you mentioned from um, Dame Mary and Doug Perkins when they set up the business. In the UK obviously we're fortunate to have the NHS but if you don't have a permanent address it can be harder to access the services you need there are other barriers too if you don't live in one place or feel disconnected from the rest of society um, and that means eye and hearing care can be very low down on your pri list of priorities mm -hmm. and, and that really is where this whole programme of work has come from. Uh -huh. Okay and how how are you going about delivering it because you know obviously that has yes very direct synergy with, with Specsavers Purpose but it sounds like quite a, a big big task. It is a big task and it's quite a daunting task, but it's so exciting. And I genuinely feel privileged every day when I come into work. I think I've probably got the best job in the world right now. Um, and I think being accessible and affordable to everyone has been the central tenet of the uh -huh. founding purpose of Specsavers. Um, 
And the key to that is putting the customer or the patient at the very heart of everything that we're doing. And that means a proper understanding of what an individual needs. It is one thing being accessible by having a presence in hundreds of high street stores, which we obviously do throughout the country. But what about those people who find it difficult or even impossible to actually come in to get the care they need? We have addressed that, as you mentioned, with the domiciliary service, the home visits Mm -hmm. for people who can't leave their home um, unaided or living in the care home. But there are other disadvantaged people who find it difficult to access care. And really getting to the root of what people experiencing homelessness need has been the key to us understanding what was required for us to do. Uh And then how are you getting everybody on board? I mean, Specsavers is a vast organisation and we know how important it is that purpose, you know, is lived and breathed um, rather than it just being, you know, a nice snazzy strap line on the on the wall. How how do you get everybody on board with you? How have you have you gone about doing that? Well, I think as with anything, any meaningful piece of work, it's about doing your research first and and Uh really getting to the heart of the matter. So we have partnered with a number of charities and social enterprises um, who are already working with people experiencing homelessness, such as Crisis, Big Issue, Vision Care for Homeless People, and now in the Republic of Ireland, Focus Ireland and Simon Community in Northern Ireland. They have been absolutely instrumental in helping us to understand where and how we can make a difference. And I think having that foundation in place is the real starting point for us Mm -hmm. is so that we actually understand what we're doing. But even more valuable has been the work that we have been doing with a group of people with lived experience of homelessness. They're a fantastic group of individuals led by a company called Expert Focus. Um, And we have 10 people working with us over the course of the next year to really help shape our thinking. And by speaking directly to some of its members who have gone through this journey, um, it helps us to understand what we can be doing in our stores and how we can be making sure we can adapt the care that we're giving so that we're truly accessible to all. And how how are you then bringing that to the um, store directors, for example, the optometrists, to get them on board and to get them involved in in the programme as well? Because obviously you need their support, don't you, in terms of volunteering? Is that that right? That's right. I mean, we need their support in in everything. You know, really, we need them to believe that what we're doing is the right thing to do. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's fair to say that it's fine if you've got a small group of activists within the business who who are you know trailblazing on this and we have Mm. that but we really need to take the whole estate of stores with us um and really having understanding is the number one thing we need our store colleagues to have as as a Mm -hmm. starting point so one of the first things we have been doing is working on a program of learning and training so that we can educate our colleagues about the absolute basics of what causes homelessness, what it looks like, visible and invisible homelessness, um, and really why there are thousands of people who, as a result of their particular circumstances, whatever that might be, couldn't just simply walk into one of our stores and get an eye or a hearing test and then buy some glasses and then leave. Mm -hmm. So it's that explaining of the impact that has not only on the individual, in not being able to see or hear clearly can make you feel even more disconnected from the rest of society um, and can make you more fearful if if you're in a situation of being homeless. Uh, then obviously, you know, having sight or hearing issues is going to exacerbate that already very vulnerable situation. Um, but it's also about the wider impact it has on people 
who are struggling to read, for example, and what that might then mean in terms of applying for jobs, filling in application forms, um, claiming benefits, all of the practical things that you need to do. And if you can't see properly, then that's going to be really, really tough. Mm -hmm. So I think being able to see and hear clearly is about empowerment and giving people more confidence. Mm. It helps people feel connected to the world around them, clearly conveying the benefits to what we're trying to do with our colleagues um, around improving that access and how Mm -hmm. people can help to make that difference. It's the absolute key to getting the engagement across the stores. And that's really the big thing that we're working on at the moment is helping our store colleagues to understand why this is important. And I think most people agree it is important Uh but then how they specifically can help on the ground in their individual stores yeah yeah I mean we're obviously working with a a number of stores um, at the moment that are already you know championing this activity have been doing some kind of free um, eye care clinics um, for people experiencing homelessness I know some people volunteered last Christmas um, with crisis um, some of our stores and I think they're planning to do that again so you're you're getting a positive kind of feedback are you at the moment it's it feels it feels good absolutely yeah it's really it's really exciting if I'm honest and um, you know I, I suppose one of the things that's complicated is that there isn't just one quick fix that we can do here mm-hmm. um, so we are looking at ways that we can provide care within our stores within our normal working day um, in out of hours clinics in outreach clinics so you mentioned crisis at Christmas um, you know going out to the service providers that are already working with people experiencing homelessness um, to provide them with care that they need and you know this year we're um, very very happy to be a part of crisis at Christmas again for the second year running Um, and we're going to be doubling the commitment we made last year in terms of the number of clinics we're doing Um, last year we helped at clinics across the country, um, outside of London um, and in London. Um, and this year we're going to be doubling the number of clinics, doubling the number of volunteers, um, providing equipment, um, glazing, frames um, and general support as well. So this isn't just for our colleagues on the clinical side of the business. We have a number of colleagues who are volunteering at the um crisis of Christmas activities which might literally be as simple as making a cup of tea and supporting Mm -hmm. somebody to come in from the cold and um, I understand from our work with the the Bristol store that you're doing activity with the big issue as well can you tell us a little bit more about that Yes, so The Big Issue um, is a fantastic social enterprise that helps people to get out of homelessness by actually offering them work. Um, And you may know about the vendors that sell The Big Issue. Um, That is obviously an opportunity for them to get um, off the streets and and earn some money. Mm and we are sponsoring the big issue vendors um, and also providing them with um, access to eye and ear care um, by giving all the vendors in the UK um, vouchers to have an eye test, an OCT um, scan and free glasses. Um, and we're working very collaboratively with them to also understand more about how we can support the vendors. Uh-huh. Um, And we've had some fantastic stories already from the vendors um, around how having their glasses has benefited them and has enabled, you know, certain individuals to either upskill and do courses or um, 
you know, one of the particular um, people I'm thinking of is a man called Will, and he's an avid reader. Um, and he sort of has talked to me about how, you know, he can now read and read, and that's his big passion. Mm-hmm. But also, he's now gone and done a security course so that he can earn more money doing another uh, another job. So it's just absolutely amazing to see the direct impact it's having. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, I was at the Bristol store um, over the summer, um, and there was a big issue vendor there, and he was talking about the fact, you know, it's made such a difference to him so yeah and I've seen that firsthand which is amazing and then thinking about um you know it's great that you've got this kind of movement inside the organization but how do you start communicating that externally have you started doing that already or is that something you're thinking about doing I mean you know I, I appreciate there's there's been little bits and pieces around activity that stores have done for example the the crisis at Christmas last year um, and where stores have done individual activity supporting anybody experiencing homelessness um so far but what's the kind of the bigger plan? Yes, well, being a purpose-driven organisation, it isn't about telling people that's what you are. Um, mm-hmm. It's about showcasing it in every uh-huh. deed and action. Um, and going back to what I said at the start, putting people at the heart of what we do and really understanding their needs. Mm-hmm. So we will continue to work with our charity partners to help them to deliver the best possible support. And we will offer dedicated clinics in our stores and outreach clinics in community centres where people experiencing homelessness meet. Um, but most importantly, we are lobbying policymakers um, to make some very subtle reforms to how I care, for instance, is delivered to broaden accessibility and make it more equitable. Changing policy is fundamental to improving care delivery at at the people who need it most. And I think we will start to talk about that soon. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't talked about it very much (laughs) um, so far. And I think that's been quite a deliberate decision that we want to really do the do before Uh we start to tell people about it. Um, Uh But we will be starting to um, share our support of our partnerships in the homelessness sector um, this Christmas. um, And we will be doing a window takeover in every store in the UK. what I mean by window takeover is literally um, the windows will have posters in them um, with homelessness messaging, highlighting why this is important and why um, we are supporting these t- specific partnerships. Oh, wow. Yeah, I look forward to that then. And in terms of success, obviously, you know, in terms of measuring, I suppose, how, how well the campaign is doing, what what does that look like? Have you have you thought about that? I mean, I presume you have. Yes. And there's lots of different measures of success, I think, of this programme, but getting mm-hmm. policymakers to take notice of our manifesto uh-huh. for improved a- equitable access will be the absolute icing on the cake. That is for certain. Um, but improving our organisation's understanding of the needs of more vulnerable groups is also a measure of success. Um, and seeing our colleagues taking action to deliver that care Um, and and in so doing widening society's awareness um, and the wider industry's involvement and support of this as well uh, Mm -hmm. the optical sector Um, so yes there are lots of measures of success um, and again that is why this piece of work isn't a a sort of simple box ticking exercise it's going to be a sustained piece of work that we'll do over um, the long term and, you know, there is a lot to do. But, um, you know, I think with every small case study that we're witnessing, we've sort of realised why it's so important. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fantastic. And just thinking, you know, if you had any advice or tips for anybody listening today in terms of, you know, how do you go about maintaining um, purpose within an organisation? We've seen that from from Specsavers and obviously from your, your time there and obviously the work that you're doing now. Would you would you have anything to share? 
I think you just have to live and breathe it and it has to come from the heart. Um, and in other words, particularly when you're talking about it, you need to be truly authentic and transparent. Mm-hmm. And it's something mm-hmm. we're, we're very, very conscious of. Um, but I think people are very driven by cause and effect. So visibly demonstrating the difference you're making mm-hmm. and the benefit it's having is the way to carry people on the journey. Um, and ultimately as well, you've just got to do your fact finding and make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row before yeah. you sort of leap. But okay. I think I, I think the way I would describe it is that you just need to be relentlessly cheerful and relentlessly positive <laughs> because what we're doing is really exciting and really important um and we just need to keep talking about it and I think in terms of that sort of change management within a big organization it's just that relentless drumbeat of communication to our colleagues and and we will start to tell our customers soon as well yeah um, about what we're doing and why it's important and just every day carrying us all on the journey uh-huh uh-huh fantastic thank you and if anybody wanted to find out more about the program can they do that um, on the Specsavers website or yes so um, the Specsavers website has information about um, all our partnerships and the work that we're doing um, and um, if you want to look me up Josephine Osborne on LinkedIn fabulous thank you so much Joe. it's been great chatting to you thanks very much Sam thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Target Talks be sure to follow us on Instagram at Target PR Chats and LinkedIn at Target PR to find out more about what we do go to targetgroup.co.uk If there are any topics you'd like us to cover or any guests you'd love to hear from, then please get in touch via our social channels. Bye.